0: good morning his people so good that you could join us this morning and welcome to church we are his people church and my name is Jacques and we're in Peter Maritzburg South Africa and I'm really trusting that what I have to share with you this morning will minister to you deeply. And I've entitled this message simply without words. And what's happened in our city and in our province and in our nation in the last week is really quite indescribable nearly, and, and I've put this title without words, because that is how I feel about what happened as i've been thinking and 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 the weight of the responsibility to bring god's word to you um, does weigh on me and this whole week i've been saying how what do you say and so i'm simply entitling this message without words that doesn't mean i don't have anything to say it's i have found it so hard to put a capstone to put a title to put a say how do you describe what happened this week? And so I thought the best way to do that is to actually share a story. And this is a story that was circulating on social media. And it's a story that I personally identified with so much. Uh, I know it's not uh, a story that necessarily everybody can identify with, but I know many people can. And so I'm sharing this story so that so that we can just kind of get a picture get a get a snapshot of what happened this week and it's entitled heartfelt new normal the subtitle is neighbors and strangers our new normal is not normal at all fear and fatigue brutal bankruptcy blinding anger and hopeless tears. Long, dark nights defending our streets as people put their bodies as barriers. But I see something rising from the dust and the debris. A new normal? I say to my wife, as I leave our little family to defend our streets in the early hours of the morning, I would fight at the front door of our home till I die, to save my little family. Now all that's happened is my front door has moved. It now stands at the front of my community. And it's not just me at my front door. I have neighbors and strangers, collectively protecting our front door. Our high walls and big gates that separated neighbors and strangers are not enough to protect, we are now the new walls. And as we man our stations at night, I now protect my larger family, neighbors and strangers. And in turn, as I leave and return to my little family, I sleep well, knowing that neighbors and strangers protect my little family as they protect our larger family. My little has been traded for larger. When I shop, I don't shop with just me in mind anymore. My limited amount of 20 items so that strangers behind me in the line may also have is carefully considered as I phone others to see if they need. We have swapped and dropped meals and medicine so others may live. I have been offered and in return have offered what we can, even as my, I have my stomach turns wondering, will we have enough? But as I trade oranges for eggs, I remember I've traded my little we, my little we for a larger family, neighbors and strangers. Our concern and care is for all. No longer am I at the center of my little world. Phone calls and messages of broken hearts and heartfelt tears as we charge each other not to fear or let hope disappear. Neighbors and strangers put down titles and tears to sweep streets, to serve treats and selflessly seek to see our collective family stand again. It's a new normal I see, where we trade me for we, a little for larger family. No one wanted what's happened, but everyone wants what's happening. Could God be up to something? Making miracles out of madness, making neighbors out of strangers, a community that holds out onto hope and then let's hope hold on to them there's a striking zulu saying umuntu ungumuntu ngabantu it means a person is a person because of people has this ever been more true or more needed than now little for larger strangers for neighbours umuntu ungumuntu ngabantu god is up to something what a beautiful story i relate to we relate to so much of it i know it's not necessarily your story but it gives you a snapshot just a glimpse of what we've gone through in our local suburb in our beautiful city of pietermaritzburg in the last week There are those words little for larger strangers for neighbors God is up to something but I want to speak about something that was my initial response Monday morning when I switched on my phone and social media videos started coming through of our local shopping centers going up in flames, stepping outside, smelling the smoke, seeing the plumes of smoke going up in the sky. My initial response was to lament. What is biblical lament? Dictionaries define the word lament as feeling or expressing sorrow or grief. In John 11 verse 35 it says Jesus wept. I love that. My hero, my Lord, my Savior wept. Real men weep. Lament is different than crying because lament is a form of prayer. Two-thirds of the Psalms are laments and in Lamentations which is a book in the Old Testament just after Jeremiah written by Jeremiah. Jeremiah is lamenting in this book of lamentations what is he lamenting about he's lamenting at the destruction of his city jerusalem when i saw the videos when i got the messages and i saw the destruction in my city i could identify with jeremiah i it was a response of just lamenting the senseless destruction of our city. Lamenting is more than just the expression of sorrow or the venting of emotion. Laments turn towards God. When sorrow tempts you to turn from Him, lament talks to God about our pain lament has a unique purpose trust in god it is a divinely given invitation to pour out our fears frustrations and sorrows for the purpose of helping us to renew our confidence in god folks lament has been something i've felt and experienced and done so many times this week I can't say I've finished lamenting I'm not choosing it I believe it's a natural response of the human soul to seeing loss destruction and and everything that we've seen this week and so I want to say if you have been experiencing some things that you, 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 you you're not understanding and lament has been one of those expressions. Let me tell you, it's biblical, it's beautiful, it's godly. May lament, as this is, ter- may you in lament turn towards God when sorrow tempts you to run away from him. But I want to go on. And when I'm talking about without words, one of the one of the ladies in our church that I was in contact with. Uh, and we've obviously been in contact with many folks in our church this week just finding out how they're doing and we were talking about what was going on it's been so hard for me to kind of figure out what on earth is going on and i i'm very aware that there's this stuff happening in the political realm has had huge implications, and and some people would just look at the political. Some people would just look at the, the, the economic uh, realities of our society. Some people would look at historical divisions. Some people would look at socio-economic factors, and there are many ways you can look at what happened. But as a pastor, I just wanna say, when last year, when, when, the 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 news broke about George Floyd and 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 just the the the, the anger that arose through the whole Black Lives um, Matter um, um, really explosion in society. One of our pastors in America, Brett Fuller, I heard a video by him, and he's an African American pastor, and he just spoke so clearly and so well where he said it's not difficult to understand what happens and what is happening he said sin is in the heart of man it doesn't matter your skin color it doesn't matter your cultural background sin is a reality and so when we look at what happened folks sin has been revealed sin in its ugly 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 face has been revealed but what is the solution to sin if we look at the trauma that Jesus went through the 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 destruction the just the brutalization of Jesus at the cross folks it's a picture of the consequence of sin we have seen that as has so much destruction and looting has happened it is it is sin what's the solution to sin folks I'm so committed. The gospel is still the answer. The answer because only Jesus can change hearts. Folks, we need to renew our commitment to share the gospel with every single person because there's no ways sin can be dealt with without the heart of man being changed. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. If you're black or white or Indian or colored, folks, only Jesus can change hearts. And we need hearts to be changed. And and this is why I want to put put up the simple little definition about what is the gospel again. The gospel is the good news that God became man in Jesus Christ. He came to the sin-wracked world. He invaded our planet. He lived the life we should have lived, died the death we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he is the Son of God and offering the gift of salvation to all who repent and believe in him. Repent and believe in him. What is our response to this amazing truth that he paid the penalty for our sin is to repent. Repent means to turn, but not just to turn because you've been caught out or you're feeling guilty. It is turning from sin, but turning wholeheartedly to Jesus. Putting your faith in him, believing in him. Repent, turn and believing in him. And crying out to God, I surrender my life to you. Change my heart. Give me a new heart. Give me a heart of flesh. Take out the heart of stone. Cleanse me by your blood. In Jesus' name, give me a new heart. Transform me by your spirit. Renew my mind by your word. Folks, this is what our nation needs. We need people to turn to Jesus, and absolutely, I'm not saying we don't need to do things economically and politically, absolutely, and socioeconomically, and and in every way, in the area of reconciliation, absolutely. But we need Jesus to change hearts, and and I'm convinced that from that the other transformation will happen so much quicker. And so I'm saying, God, we need revival in our land. And I want to say again, we've, we're doing this evangelism training. You would have seen it in the announcements. This, this week, we're doing evangelism training. It's online, folks. We need To be trained to share the gospel because people need to respond to Jesus, invite him into their lives that he can change their hearts. Our nation needs Jesus. Amen. Our recent journey has prepared us. One of the people I spoke to this week said something amazing when I asked her, How are you doing? And how's how's this? how, How are you coping with everything? She said something amazing. She said, you know, Pastor, I look back at how God has been speaking to us as a local church. And it is as if God has totally prepared us for this, for for what, what was coming, what, was, what we're going through. And she literally mentioned the topics that we've been looking at the sermon series we did a two-part sermon series on hoping in God and what is hope a confident joyful expectation of good in the future based on the nature and the character of a good kind and loving God that is what hope is and 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 we I have had to I've had to wrestle that hopelessness would not be snatched from my heart and my mind this week. And I'm sure many of you could identify that. But God has prepared us for this, this battle. What are you partnering with from 2 Timothy 1.17? My wife, Jenny, ministered so powerfully. What are you partnering with? This verse says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of, of power, love, and a sound mind. The spirit of God working in you and me is the spirit of of power, love, and a sound mind. Go listen to this series. We did a two-part series on that. I've, We have had, to, I've had a warfare with, I'm not partnering with fear. When, when messages and threats and intimidation has come that cause you to want to fear and run a hundred miles from where, wherever you are, I've had to look fear in the face and say, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to be intimidated. We're not backing down. We're not giving up on our city. We're not walking away from what God has called us to build. Build, Building an awesome, faithful, uh, authentic community of believers, of multicultural, multi-generational believers, with one foot on the campus and one foot in the community. We're not giving up on what God has called us to do. We are not being intimidated in Jesus' name. The path to the secret place, Anne shared last week. What a timely word. What an oasis of truth Anne shared with us this week. And just praise God that in the midst of the chaos going around us, the path to the secret place was so clear, was so open, and so, so just inviting to all of us and in this week our theme for our, our, our time of consecration just so timely again bam right in the middle of a crisis God calls us to pray Christ in you the hope of glory Christ in us the hope of glory folks this is amazing from Colossians 1 because it is through exactly these tough times that Christ is shaped and in us and we become more christ-like and the result is that we bring in glory it is just such an amazing truth and f- and then i want to i want to speak about this and this has been on my heart and i've i just feel so important it's so important for me as a pastor to equip us and to and and to empower us to to Recover from the trauma that we have been through. This has been a traumatic week for our city and for everybody in our city, for our province and for our nation. And folks, I want to speak about this because I want us to move on from this in healing and wholeness and health that we can be a blessing and bring life and bring hope to people around us. And so please would you just listen to these powerful truths firstly what is trauma i want to just unpack it events that cause trauma can happen on a large scale transforming a community or a nation folks the trauma we've gone through could shape us my question will shape us my question is how is it going to shape us it can transform a community or a nation. Examples of events that cause trauma, war, civil unrest, sound familiar, a natural disaster, etc. Trauma can also happen on a small scale, e.g. muggings, a car accident, etc. The events that cause trauma can result in physical injuries, but they also trigger the fight or flight syndrome which can result in extreme psychological and emotional stress i think many of us could say this week has that's where we've been extreme psychological and emotional stress but remember these events trigger the fight or flight syndrome which is the human response to traumatic events the civil unrest that we all endured the 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 threats the intimidation etc the the stuff we've seen on our phones and on our tv screens etc very important point never make important decisions when suffering from trauma folks it's not a time to make an important decision important life decision when we're in this place we need to recover from our trauma it's hard to hear from god to clearly discern god's will when we are experiencing extreme psychological and emotional stress. So I wanna help you, I I'm, I'm, I'm wanna help, help my family, I wanna, I wanna help myself and a whole community recover from the trauma that we've experienced this week. And so what are the typical symptoms of trauma? Firstly, emotions. You may feel disbelief about the event, afraid, fearful, nervous, anxious about the future depressed angry guilty or ashamed depending on you know how and where you were in 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 the events that unfolded you could probably quite a few of us could tick quite a quite a few of those emotions that we've experienced this week and i want to say say important thing about this you know so often with difficult emotions remember especially as christians we kind of feel guilty that we have them Folks, you human, you have them because you're human. Amen. And th- they they are like they are like lights on your dashboard of a car that tell you if something needs attention, okay? So let's not ignore them. We don't live by our emotions, but it's not wise to ignore them either. Our behaviors, symptoms of trauma. You may have diff- have had difficulty sleeping this week. Let's see your hands right now, okay? have you you may have had disturbed dreams you may not be hungry or you may eat more than usual people are different don't we respond differently to trauma maybe cry crying easily or often okay there's the whole lament aspect coming through arguing and fighting easily with others very very touchy easily just getting getting uh, getting uptight with people succumbing to addictions like alcohol or nicotine or drugs or porn etc. Not wanting to do your daily routines or struggling to do your work. These are the behavioral impacts of experiencing trauma. Let's go on. Thoughts. You may have a hard time making decisions or concentrating. That's why it's not a good time when experiencing trauma to make important decisions. Um, you may have recurring thoughts about the event you may easily get triggered in your thoughts about the event by something you see or smell or hear etc okay and then physical symptoms you may have a, have had headaches uh, back aches stomach aches cold or flu symptoms rashes nausea dizziness and fatigue and it's not great to have that stuff in the middle of a global pandemic covid 19 we We're speaking about here, but these are literally where your physical body is responding to the trauma you've experienced, this extreme psychological emotional stress that, that, that in, in, in you responding to the, the, the events that you've gone through or experienced that cause this fight and flight and all of this gets triggered in your body. So that's where we're at, okay? It's like a little snapshot. And I'm sure many of us, as I went through the list of the four different areas that we look, you could probably tick quite a few, okay? It's just helpful to note that, okay? But now, ways to help yourself recover from trauma. And I've tried to keep it simple. This is, these are things that each one of us can do right where you are. If you're in your home, um, wherever you are, this is, not, this is not difficult stuff. Firstly, recognize that you're recovering from trauma okay? Because if you don't, you're just going to say, okay, that was interesting. Folks, this is something that we each need to take for ourselves. Firstly, be gracious with yourself and others. Be gracious. When you're going through trauma, don't be hard on yourself. Don't be judgmental of others. Don't be critical of others. Let's be gracious with others. They're going through trauma. A whole community is going through trauma. Let us be gracious with one another take care of your body and your physical needs okay make sure you get good sleep now it may not mean a full nearly eight hours it's okay to have a nap when you're feeling tired because getting a good long whack of sleep may not be an option for you but try and and get rest Light exercise. This is important. You don't want to do a heavy workout. Your body's already experiencing stress through the trauma you're going through. But light exercise is very helpful. Going for a light run if you're a runner, or or a walk if you're a walker, etc. Or a light workout in the gym. But don't don't push push the weights too much uh, when you're experiencing trauma. Uh, Make sure you get in lots of liquids. Always good to get in lots of liquids drink lots of liquids and healthy foods okay so simple but this makes a difference okay reduce your exposure to the event that caused the trauma folks for example this week my goodness our phones have been just going off the off the charts with all the messages and all the different groups about what's been happening and yes you say but i need to stay connected but folks you can't stay connected all the time i remember the one night I think it was Monday night, we were out, um, we were on on uh, guarding one of the, the roadblocks in our local suburb, we were there from, I think it was, well I was there in, in the morning, I went back in the afternoon, I went back, we did 10 to 12 at night, came home, we had a midnight prayer meeting, and then until about 20 past 1, I tried to sleep, at about 20 to 2, beep, my phone beeped. I saw there was an alert, there was something going down in one of the roadblocks. I had to go. And I was out there, we were out there for another hour, got back half was two. I just couldn't sleep. And I needed, I actually should have put my phone off. Um, I, I, I should have put my phone off. And, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and advice is maybe if you have to get alerts, take turns to have a phone on. Uh, but we have to, at sometimes, just reduce the exposure to the event that caused trauma. Otherwise, we keep getting triggered. Ways to help yourself recover from trauma: talk about what you went through. Talk, talk, talk to trusted friends, to to to, to family members, and obviously, if they are uh, a spiritual family in your life, etc. Folks, and if people need to talk can I just ask you that you be okay to listen. You don't have to give advice. You don't have to give counsel. Sometimes the most therapeutic, most healing experience you can give somebody is just give them your ears. Remember, we have two ears and one mouth. Just listen. Just let them talk. Even if they're venting, they may express emotion, that's fine, Okay. You don't have to fix them. You just sometimes need to listen, okay? Then practice the spiritual disciplines. Now, prayer, Bible reading, worship, communion, etc. The many spiritual disciplines. Folks, as believers, this is the place that we go to 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 connect with God, to refresh our soul, to renew our mind, to get perspective. This is, I was like, maybe I should have put this number one but but there it is stay connected so important so many people when you experience trauma it's it's you you don't always know what's going on inside and 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 you you want to cut people off it's like until i figured it out i sort it don't cut people off stay connected you need people people who can help you give perspective people you can talk to people who you can listen to and sometimes their story can help you process your story stay connected do something relaxing for example soaking just just, just um, put on gentle worship me, me, music and just and just enjoy the presence of the lord listening to relaxing music doesn't necessarily have to be worship music instrumental music whatever whatever flicks your switches that's relaxing okay sitting in a garden listening to the birds going for a stroll okay not necessarily vigorous stroll a vigorous walk just a relaxing stroll etc help yourself by helping others this this week so many people got involved in cleaning our city the pictures um, of various places the stories have been so amazing help yourself by helping others and then i want to just the last few things get back into your normal routines so important make sure you're getting up whenever you need to get up for your normal routines, your normal mealtime routines, etc. Get back to your normal routines. Doing small chores can bring about a sense of accomplishment. I know for me, I just, there were a lot of leaves on our driveway and I just went to sweep the leaves and just was, just cleaning the leaves was just, it was a place for me to think and I felt so good that, you know, at least the driveway looked better. Use checklists for work. It's often because you're so distracted, you can't always think sequentially. So write down what you want to get done and then just work through the list. Do something fun. Okay, fun is allowed. Watch a relaxing or funny movie. Okay, you don't want to watch a horror movie or a stressful movie right now. Something that'll, that'll, that'll just um, be, be fun read a good book okay reading is still high fashion be creative for example do some painting or drawing or coloring nowadays you have all these coloring apps they are so helpful and therapeutic writing um, or blogging so many people do that nowadays photography videography do something that's fun maybe something that's creative and finally if no improvement with time, and we're talking about recovering from trauma, all these things—if you're not finding that that uh, you're recovering with time—then please seek counseling, ministry, or therapy. In our local church, we have our Sozo ministry. Just uh, send an email or uh, or a message to our church phone if you would like to maybe have a Sozo and have some of our trained counselors. Um, in, in in ministry counselors, uh, just just speak to you, then please do that as well. I want to finish with this picture. And this is a picture of a tree stump with a shoot coming out of it. And this has been an enduring picture that I've had. Uh, the words of what God wants to do have have come so strongly about rebuilding, about Nehemiah. And I was I was wrestling with should I speak about Nehemiah? But I feel we will build, and we are going to build, and we are committed to building. I mean, for me personally, I trained as a civil engineer. Building is my blood. I love building people. We're building a great church in Peter maritzburg But folks, where are we right now? I just have this picture of a tree stump that's been cut down. But this, 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 this reality of God bringing new life where things have been cut down, broken down, and destroyed. God bringing new life. It's the very essence of God's nature. And this this metaphor of this tree stump and a shoot coming out comes from Isaiah 11 verse 1, to 3. And I'm going to close in this. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. What is the Lord speaking about? Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root fruit from the old root. God is going to rebuild and he's going to use us. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Now this is speaking about Jesus. Folks, Jesus is the one who was the shoot that came out of the stump that was David's family or the the stump of Jesse, which was David's dad. Jesus is, is going to bring new life. The life Will come by the Spirit of God and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. It's speaking about this Jesus and Christ in us, the hope of glory. Folks, when it speaks about Jesus, this is what Jesus is wanting to bring forth from us okay the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord he will delight in obeying the Lord the Lord is going to bring new life out of this he's going to use us to rebuild and I'm praying that this picture of new life coming forth from a tree stump will just inspire your faith and ignite your faith this is the very essence of what God loves doing. He's calling us to rebuild. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit our website at www.hispeoplepmb.co.ca And for more of our messages, visit our YouTube and SoundCloud channels as well as other podcast platforms. If you would like to contact us, please email us at hispeoplepmb at gmail.com or send a message to 061- 452-0877. 4520877 We hope to see you soon. God bless you.